0: Welcome to the Valleybrook Community Church Podcast, and thank you for joining us online today. You're about to hear a message from our two-week series, Gifted and Equipped, which explores what it looks like when we each step into the gifts God has given us. To watch any of our previous messages or find all listening platforms, we encourage you to visit www.valleybrook.cc forward slash on demand. Enjoy! Good morning, everybody, a special welcome to everybody here on campus, as well as to those who are joining us on our online campus. We're glad you're here, and we hope that you'll come back and join us again next Sunday. We're starting a new series today called Gifted and Equipped, and we're going to be looking at the truth that God has gifted us and equipped us to be part of his kingdom team. So let me just start off with a story. Ginny Allen writes in her book, Restless, about her son Cooper. She says, My son Cooper was born and lived three and a half years of his life in Africa. He's five now, and he's wrestling with the fact that his skin color is a lot darker than the rest of his family. He he doesn't know the painful history of his skin color in our country yet, and right now he just wants to be like the rest of his family. Now, his identity is unique in our family. He has a heritage that each of us appreciates deeply, she writes, but we don't share it. So he quietly asked me, as we lie down in bed before prayers, why did God make me born in Africa? Why did God put me in another mommy's tummy? Why did God make me? I can't deny that the answers to many of my son's questions are painful. Uh, abandonment usually undergirds the beautiful tragedy of adoption. And finding himself in a loving family now can never make that painful truth go away. It's usually dark as we lie in bed to pray and talk. And, and Cooper doesn't know that every time he asks me these questions, tears running run down my face. As I preach my my heart out to him from that bottom bunk because I want nothing more than Cooper to believe what I'm about to say to him. And this is what I say, Cooper, you were made to show the world God. So God gave you a special story because he has a special purpose while you're here on this earth. Everything God gives you your Africa, your America, your dark skin, your strong legs, your hurts, your words, your blessings, your smart mind, everything you have is to use for God while you're here on earth. And God will show you how soon we will be with him in heaven, with God forever. And, but while we're here now, we get to use all we have to love people for God. You see, my five-year-old needs to know his life was on purpose and for a purpose He wants to know he wasn't an accident. I can't take away the pain of his story, but I can tell him there's a purpose. The reality is like Cooper, we all want to know that we're not accidents. We all want to know our stories are going somewhere on purpose. We're all built with something deep down in us to live for a story bigger than ourselves. The story of the one who made us. As the Bible says, God has set eternity in the hearts of humanity. But Cooper will never make sense of his life until he understands that eternal story and the one who made him and placed him in the spot. It's a big earth, and when he studies it, he sees countries separated by huge oceans, and he feels lost and small in it. I think a lot of us are lost and small. That's the part of the reason, that's part of the reason why we so desperately want to find God's will for us. We want to know that we exist for a purpose, on purpose. You know, the reality is this. The Bible tells us that God has a plan for what Jenny Allen's talking about. In the Old Testament, it described a day in the future where God says this, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams and your young men will see visions. And God promised a day would come when his people would be filled with his own spirit. And when they were full of God, God himself, would give people dreams to dream. And that day happened. That day happened on the day that we call Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came to earth and flooded the earth with the presence of God and it was poured out into every person. And, And the apostle Peter, quoting the prophet Joel, said these words. This is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. We live in those days, those last days that Peter spoke of. We are filled with the spirit of God, and we're living on this earth, honestly, for a relatively short amount of time compared to eternity. And in that time, we're supposed to accomplish the will and the work and the wonders of God. And why do we do this? If you go back to the prophet Joel, he said, we do this so that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Yeah. Now, Jenny Allen, you know, points out that our creative God has an infinite number of creative plans to make himself known through us, his image bearers. So he sent his spirit to give us unique visions to us as unique people to reach this world in unique and beautiful ways. And she goes on and she says, the spirit of God has dreams for you and the spirit has given you an abundance of gifts, of resources, of people and vision to accomplish his dream for you. If you don't feel it yet, you will. And this is some questions that she wrote in her book. Questions, what if? What if the things you love to do collided with the plans God had laid out for you from the foundation of the earth? What if the random relationships and activities in your life all of a sudden had a focus and felt intentional and meaningful? What if the things that have caused the most hurt in your life became the birthplace of the deepest passions in your life? What if you could get past your fears and insecurities and spend the rest of your life running after the purposes of God Well, today, listen, I I want you to know that you were made for a purpose. And when you believed in God, the Holy Spirit was poured into your life to empower you. And so today we're going to look at what God's word says about this, because this is important. We all need to understand this, that we were made for a purpose on purpose by our creator God. So here's the first thing that I want you to remember today. You're gifted. Now, you may not feel like you're gifted But you have been gifted by God. And there's two key scriptures that I want to point out to you. In the book of Corinthians, we read this. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit has been given for the common good. What's this saying? It's saying that the Holy Spirit has given each follower of Jesus a spiritual gift, maybe more than one spiritual gift. Why? So we can accomplish the will of God who has purposed for us to do that. And then there's another passage from the book of Romans in which the apostle Paul writes these things. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So this tells us that God has graciously given us gifts and that gives us those different gifts and he gives us the ability to do these things well. Now, let me remind you, if you're a follower of Jesus, When you put your trust in Jesus, that's the day that you became a Christian, when you became a follower. And when you did this, Scripture tells us that God poured out His Holy Spirit into you. Now, some of you have recognized that. Some of you may not have. But the reality is that the Spirit of God lives in you. And and there's nothing to be freaked out about that. The reality is is the Holy Spirit is gentle and loving and caring. And the Holy Spirit's never going to make you do something that you want to do. But if you'll let the Holy Spirit lead you and guide you, He will. And when the Holy Spirit came into you, he gave you gifts, gifts to use for the glory of God. Why? Because God has a purpose for your life. So let me just take a moment to to define what spiritual gifts are and and what they aren't. And I'll start with what they aren't and uh, give you some, some ideas. But then we'll go into another section and talk about what their purpose is, why he gave them to you. So spiritual gifts are abilities that the Spirit of God gives you to do God's will for His kingdom purposes. Now, what I'm going to say now may sound a little contradictory, but, um, you know, we have spiritual gifts. We also have natural talents that we were born with, and, and we have skills that we've acquired along the way in life. You may have taken a course to learn something, and, you, and you've excelled at that gift, at that skill. So, let me just share with you what could be contradictory. So uh, while spiritual gifts are not natural talents and they're not skills that you've learned, it's possible. It's possible that your spiritual gift can mirror and complement the talents and skills that you have. So it feels like they're one and the same. For instance, you may have learned to play the guitar somewhere along in your, in your life, and you practiced it, and you got pretty good at it. Maybe you've been in a band, but when you came to be a follower of Jesus Christ, God put his spirit in you, and he gave you the spiritual gift to lead worship. Now, at one time, you played that guitar for the, the applause of people, but, but now that you recognize that This skill that you've honed, this skill that you have, has a an eternal purpose for it. It Has God's fingerprints on it. Now you play it for the applause of one, for the applause of heaven. Maybe you're an organizer. Maybe you just had that natural skill to be able to put complicated plans together to accomplish things for your family or for the place where you work. And when you came to faith, God gave you the gift of helping people and now God can use that skill that you were born with or that you acquired to organize complicated things for God's kingdom, like a kid's camp or like a special project to send things to missions. God gives us gifts, and sometimes they mirror some of the skills and talents that we have. But, but sometimes, sometimes they're things that we never knew before. So, you know, maybe you work with your hands all the time, and you don't feel like you have a spiritual gift. But, but since you become a Christian, you see opportunities to share with other people what Jesus means to you. And you've noticed that when you share with others what Jesus means to you, They inquire about how to become a Christian and you've been able to pray with them and lead them to faith in Christ. That's the gift of evangelism and and the Holy Spirit gives us spiritual gifts and and you can read about those gifts in scripture. We're not going to go into those individual gifts today because I'm going to give you some avenues where you can explore that but I want you to know that you're gifted. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ you've been given a, a spiritual gift and And you've been given that spiritual gift for a purpose. So let's talk about that. In the book of Ephesians, we read these words. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ, this will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. You see what this is telling us? This is telling us that the Holy Spirit gave God's sons and daughters spiritual gifts to build up the church. In other words, to, to encourage and to edify the body of Christ. And we've been given these gifts for that purpose. So, God wants us to use those gifts to build up the church. And it goes further, if you caught it. He wants us to build up the church so that we are uh, united in our faith and grow up and mature in our faith. And this is important so that, you know, we, we don't stay at a, uh, a childish level faith, but so that we uh, develop our faith so that we're able to share it with, one, with others so that they can come to faith. Because the reality is this, God gave us these gifts and, and he, he birthed the church so that he could reach more people with the saving knowledge of Christ. So think this through. That means the church doesn't just exist for followers of Jesus. The church exists to reach more people so that they can become followers of Jesus. Now, that's, that's countercultural because in our lives, let's be honest, we tend to think life is all about me. We tend to think that church is all about me and what I get out of it. But the reality is, is once we become a follower of Jesus, he's gifted us to be part of his mission team to build up the body of Christ so that we can reach more people for Christ. Now, there there are other places in the New Testament where we see these ideas repeated. and, And in the letter to the church in Corinth, we read these words. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. So what does this tell us? It tells us, as if we needed to be reminded that spiritual gifts come from the Spirit of God. But, but then it goes on and tells us the purpose for these gifts, that, that we're to use these gifts to serve God so that God can work through us. Again, it, life is not all about us. As followers of Jesus, we come to understand that this is, isn't about us ultimately We've been saved for a purpose. We know our eternity is set, but God wants to use us so that we can reach more people. So the big idea is this, that we've been given spiritual gifts by God to be part of something bigger than ourselves. We've been given these gifts for the purpose of doing God's will and serving God's kingdom purposes. You see, God is an includer and He wants to include us in what He's doing. And it's big. It has an eternal purpose. And that reinforces to each one of us that each and every single one of our lives and every other life has a purpose, an eternal purpose. So once we know that, what do we do? It's simple we use our gifts. We use our gifts. Let me return to the words of Peter. Peter said this. He said, Each of you should use whatever gift you've received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. Now, you and I were given gifts to use now. Uh, You know, it's not like we're supposed to save those gifts for some special day in the future. We're supposed to use them now for God's purposes. In the church in Corinth, the Apostle Paul did a lot of teaching about spiritual gifts because for whatever reason, in that specific church, people wanted to pursue those gifts for their own glory rather than for the glory of God. And That group of Christians wanted their spiritual gifts to be used to feed their own egos. They, they used the gifts to build themselves up rather than to build up others in the body of Christ. So Paul wrote to them and said, follow the way of love and eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit. And then he goes on a little bit later. And he says, since you're eager for the gifts of the spirit, try to excel in those that build up the church. In other words, he's saying, listen, it's not all about you, Corinthians. It's it's really about God and his kingdom purposes. Now, we know this. Human beings have the ability to corrupt anything that God has meant for good. And so what the Apostle Paul says is is he's reminding those Corinthians of why God gave them these spiritual gifts in the first place. And then he exhorts them to use those gifts in love, in love for others rather than in love for self, to build up others rather than to build up their own egos. So my exhortation to you and to me is to use your spiritual gifts that you've been given for the purpose that God gave them to you. Glorify God by building up others in the body of Christ and by sharing with others about Jesus. Now, when the Apostle Paul wrote to his protege, Timothy, he understood that Timothy had under, knew that he had a spiritual gift. And so this is what he said to Timothy. He said to him, Fan into flames the the spiritual gift that God gave you. I, I love that word picture. You know, fan it into flames. You know, feed it. Use it. Excel in it. Do whatever you can to use it for God's purposes. So like Timothy, every single one of you who believes in Jesus Christ has been gifted by God for a purpose. So use that gift. Fan it into flames so that you'll be able to do what God has called you to do. Now, I recognize that in the midst of this, some of you are saying, well, I'm not quite sure what my spiritual gifts are, so how do I discern that? How do I discover that? Well, let me, let me help you. Uh, one of the ways you can do that very simply is this. Ask yourself some questions. Think about it this way. You know, think about the things that you do regularly, you know, the things that you do both for pleasure and for work. Let me ask encourage you to ask yourself some of these questions. Which of those things that I do all the time bring me joy? Ask yourself that. Because the reality is this, I believe that using our spiritual gifts, while it may be challenging, I believe that you'll experience joy from that. Then ask yourself this, which of those things do I feel most passionate about? Now, I'm talking about godly passion, not human passion. You know, which one of those makes you feel like you are doing what you were made to do? That one's going to challenge you a little bit to get the core of, of that, okay? Because there's a lot of things that build our ego that are, we can be passionate about, but we're talking about those things that satisfy that hunger to serve God. And, and, and then the, the final question, which of these things do you notice that fellow followers of Jesus compliment you on. They they see the fingerprint of God on your life when you use those gifts. Now, it's very possible that God may have given you spiritual gifts that align with that question because I believe those are three questions you can ask yourself to help you. But to be honest with you, that can be a little haphazard. So. Uh, I'd like to encourage you to actually do something more intentional, more more concrete to give you some actual data about yourself to work with. And, and actually, this fall, we have two ways that you can look at what spiritual gifts there are in Scripture, and you can learn that maybe how you're gifted. And and one of you, if you were here for the announcements this morning, heard about an event that our women's ministry is doing. And and really, this complements what we do in Growth Track. But let me speak first to the women's event. It's called Pizza with Purpose. So it's not about pizza, but there will be pizza there. All right. Uh, And uh, you can find out more about it on our website, but it's going to be on Friday, September 24th. And you're going to have a a pizza meal together but then you're going to actually spend some time investigating and looking at what your spiritual gifts are and and even doing an inventory to help you figure that out and so I want to encourage you ladies to go to our website and sign up for this free event because we believe that we were made for a purpose and, and that we're gifted uh, the second thing that I want to encourage everybody to do is to take our growth track. Growth track will begin again on Wednesdays in uh, October. It's four Wednesday nights. Each growth track session lasts less than an hour. So I want to encourage It's all virtual, the growth track is. It's all virtual, so you, know, you don't have to travel anywhere. You can just go to our website and you can sign up, and we want to encourage you to do that. Now, once you've discovered your spiritual gift This is what you need to do. You actually begin to need to try to use it. You need, need, for lack of a better word, and this probably doesn't capture the best way, but you need to experiment with it. You need to volunteer in a place where you can actually put it into use to glorify God and to build up the body. Now, the reality is this, is is every church, every ministry has many ways that you can use your gifts, but you actually need to take a step to initiate a conversation Around using those gifts and, and in Growth Track, we actually do that. So after you've discovered your gifts and after we do a little more teaching, we actually have you meet one-on-one with a Growth Track counselor and you look at some ways that you can use your gift here at Valley Brook or in other ministries that we support in the area. So you know, we're not just gonna tell you about spiritual gifts, we're gonna actually help you discover your spiritual gifts, and then we're gonna help you. Find ways that you can plug in and use those gifts. By the way, over the the past couple of years, we've taken almost 150 people through these gifts. And and just an interesting statistic, I went through them this week. About 70% of people uh, have gifts in the serving area. About 15% have gifts in the teaching area. And another 15% have gifts in the leading area. So just uh, to react. Level set that to help you understand, you know, we're we're called to serve God and to be a part of what he's doing. Now, let let me just challenge you a bit. Once you've discovered your gifts, you need to remember that the only way you're going to glorify God with those gifts, the only way you're going to build up the body with those gifts is to use them. And I, I want to remind you of a scripture, it's not going to be on the screen. But it's from the book of Ephesians. And and remember I said you've been gifted. In the book of Ephesians, we have this word from God. He tells us that we are his handiwork, that we were created in Christ to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So God's prepared something for us to do. And that's the challenge. We have to actually take the initiative to lean in to do those things. Because quite honestly, we live in a consumeristic culture. And and truthfully, in in Christianity, in, in the Christian world, we are all consumers too. We can get sucked into consuming worship content or sermon content or Bible study content, but never using it. Never leaning into it to actually do what God has called us to do. And so the challenge is for all of us as followers of Jesus Christ is not to just consume, but to actually invest in the kingdom of God by using our gifts. That's a challenge. Because it's very easy to consume. And quite honestly, now that we've 19 months into this pandemic, man, you can consume a lot of Christian content. I was talking to somebody a couple of weeks ago, and she was telling me how on Sunday morning she watches this church online, and then she watches this church online. I mean, she had like three or four different churches online. And I don't think that's what God created us to do, just to consume a lot of content. He created us in Christ Jesus to do good works which He prepared in advance for us to do. I want to challenge you to understand that you're gifted and then to lean into those gifts and do whatever it takes to discover them and to begin using them. Because when we are doing that, we're doing what we were made to do. And when we're not doing that, we're really not stepping into the fullness of everything that God has for us. So I'm going to invite the worship team to come forward. And I'm going to pray for us that we would lean into the giftedness that we've been given. But I'm also going to say this. Listen, some of you hearing this it may not be a follower of Jesus Christ. And if you're not a follower of Jesus Christ, then the Holy Spirit hasn't been poured into you. And you haven't been gifted by God. Yes, you have some skills. You have some talents. But... It's important that you accept Christ as your Savior and recognize that he's gonna pour his spirit into you to gift you. So I'm gonna start off with a prayer, inviting anyone to pray it who wants to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And then I'm gonna pray for all of us to recognize our giftedness. So if you would, bow your heads. God, we thank you so much that you love every single one of us and that you care for us. Lord, we, we thank you that you have given us the power of your Holy Spirit as your followers. But some of us have never put our trust in you. And so if that's you, I invite you just to pray this simple prayer back to God in your own words. Dear God, I believe in Jesus. I believe that Jesus died and rose again to pay for my sins. And today I commit my life to following him. And we pray this in your name, but we'll continue in prayer. Father, thank you for giving us what we need to serve you. Thank you for recognizing that we were your sons and daughters and for sharing with us that we have a purpose Lord, I pray for each one of us that we won't shrink away from that, that we won't we won't s- slip into the, the comfort of consumer Christianity, but rather that we will lean into our giftedness and we will use them for your glory and to build up the body of Christ. Lord, let us not leave this moment, but let us recognize that you've called us. So we commit to you, Lord, that we're gonna take next steps to do whatever it takes to lean into that we pray this in Jesus name amen thank you for listening to our podcast it is our sincere hope that it has blessed you for more information visit our website at www.valleybrook.cc